Hey comic collectors, welcome to the Comic Collector's Corner, a podcast for the average collector by someone just like you. My name is Matt, but I go by Mr. Comics A9 on YouTube. In this podcast, we discuss all the comics, movies, and shows from Marvel and DC to Image Independence Publishers. If it is a following, my goal is to bring it forward in the comic book community for you to enjoy. So please give this podcast a follow and sit back and relax while we talk about the history of our characters, essential moments in the books, and our hand-picked recommendations to help the average collector like you and me to grow their comic book collections in their own way. Thank you for watching. Welcome everyone to the Comic Collector's Corner podcast. We are doing the review for Amazing Fantasy 1000, Amazing Spider-Man number 9, Legacy 903, and Amazing Spider-Man number 10, Legacy 904. I decided to do them all for a month instead of doing them individually for the sh- for the channel and podcast. Just figured it'd be easier. I thought to do them in bulk rather than create individual shows. So, uh, as far as Amazing Fantasy 1000 goes, um, I'm not going to review the entire thing because that's just eight different mini stories, and I don't want to go through them all. You know, just like I said, I'm tired. It's been a hell of a long day dealing with work, dealing with people. It's just you know, you know those days where you're just, you're done, I, you know, you quit, you're done, I'm, you know, throw it all in, I'm going to bed, good night, wake me, and it's, wake me, you know, never, <laughs> I'm there, so, uh, anyway, so I'm, but I will go over the two, show, uh, two stories I liked more than, uh, more than the rest, funny enough, they're the first two, it is, uh, Just Some Guy, um, by Anthony Falcone and Michael Cho, the writers, and Michael Cho being the artist, Basically, you know, some guy, you know, regular thief who really likes him when the superheroes, he loves the city, loves the superheroes, because when they're off busy, they're not paying attention to little guys like him, so he can be free to be, you know, doing all his mini small crimes and all that. But, you know, leave and behold, Spider-Man, you know, friendly neighborhood Spider-Man's always there to um, bust him up, because, bust him, bust him and catch him, because, you know, he's just not some guy. You know, he is everybody, you know, everyone's important. All the way go, it goes all the way down to the whole, you know, you think your crimes don't matter? You know, that no one ever gets hurt because of you? Well, you're wrong because everyone gets hurt, you know, and it all goes back to the whole Uncle Ben story. You're not just some guy, you know, so it was a very, very, very good story. You know, I ranked it, I think, an A minus. Could use room for improvement, but just even down to the whole of who Spider-Man is, I thought. Um, and the second story was actually my favorite story, the Sinister 60th. Um, funny enough, is written by Dan Slott. You know, Spider-Man being 60 years old now, celebrating his birthdays. You know, he's fighting a young, you know, teenage girl Vulture. You know, and just Mary Jane's calling, you know, we're going to make the reservation, you know, because they're still married. You know, funny, Dan Slott writes and married Peter Parker, and I love the story. You know, but Spider-Man being 60 years old, slowing down, he gets injured by a gunman. And uh, in the hospital recovering, the city's saying their well wishes and how much he, they mean, he means to them. You know, Peter's struggling to get out of bed, or, you know, stay in bed for that matter, and just... The whole MJ connection, being six years old, it just, it meant an awful lot. You know, it was a very meaningful, very touching, 
it was just a very good story. And that dance lot story, I think I ranked it an A, A plus. It was just a great story. Um, but all in all, the stories got, they were more difficult after that. You know, some of them I didn't understand at all, really. I think the, uh, I did like and enjoy the Slaves of the Witch Queen, which is basically like a, which was a, um, sequel to the whole mummy story in amazing fantasy 15 it was a great book it was a great story i enjoyed that one and there's another one i can't remember um it was like there's a spider council kind of um spider council kind of thing um i'm not sure if it was listed or not because i don't really see it but Oh, uh, you get it. It was called You Get It. It's like a Spider Council thing. It was written by Jonathan Hickman. It was just very good. Um, I am pretty good, pretty good. But um, all in all, I ranked the Amazing Fantasy One Thousand overall grade uh, B plus. It was a solid B plus. Mostly artwork I liked, or was decent. And the ones I didn't, well, you can't, uh, you can't win them all. But I get, I give Amazing Fantasy 1000 a solid, a solid B+. Maybe if there was more stories, like the Dan Slot story, that um, I enjoyed, it would have gotten an A. But, uh, you can't win them all. It was still a good story. Alright, next up. Amazing Spider-Man number 9, Legacy 903. This is the Hellfire Gala tie-in. Uh, free comic book day and Hellfire Gala. Regular JRJ cover. Basically, Spider-Man... Um, let's all go over since I can now... I can do that without bending the cover, shall we? Um... Written by Zeb Wells. Patrick Gleason was the artist. Marco Martin, Mar 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 uh, Menez, the color artist, and Joe Carmunger is the letterer. Basically, a summary of the story Spider Man's going through the whole, giving a statement, you know, with the psychic machine, what's happening, and what was with Mary Jane, and the fight, and all that. Moira Metagard's controlling Mary Jane, but um, I think she oh, more like I think he I think she's um body jacking, you know, kind of thing or kind of taking over Mary Jane's body, from what I understand. Um, and so she's being you know threatening you know but to kill Mary Jane if Mary Jane doesn't do what she needs her to do, and so Mary Jane's doing it. You know, Spider-Man and Wolverine teaming up since Berlin. Very fun. You know, Spider-Man wants to jump headfirst and chasing after Mary Jane. Because, you know, he loves her, cares about her. Wolverine basically trying to slow him down. They're fighting bits and pieces of things. Wolverine saying, hey, I talk psychically to Mary Jane. She knows the story. She's leading us to Mora's body. You know, so we're not going to separate the two of them spider-man's arguing he's wearing the norman suit for the first time fully i think um but this is very good 
you know, more, let's go back to headquarters, uh, Moira, MJ, go back to headquarters, uh, Wolverine, a mutant, a Spider-Man, you know, bust up the party, you know, an EMP device, freeze Mary Jane and Moira, uh, they wrestle with her robotic body, she, you know, they win in the end, or she escapes, so they, you know, win again, and, um, Spider-Man walks Mary Jane back home through the gateway to New York, where Peter tries to talk to her, she doesn't want to talk, and brings up Paul, and this whole thing's about responsibility, and it was a good, it was a decent story. Um... Ultimately, I think that um, the artwork was decent and wasn't horrible. Um, artwork was decent. Patrick Gleason does good work. The story was pretty solid. I like the team-up aspect. Not a bad tie-in. Not great. A little complicated. Hard to understand if you're just walking into it. But I think I gave uh, number nine here. I think I gave it a I think I give it a B, honestly. Eh, I think I give it a B, B plus. Yeah, B, yeah, B plus. It was good. Um, could have been better, but um, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Uh yeah. All right. So yeah, I said I'll give I'll give me Spider number nine. A, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a actually we'll give it a B a solid B. Now we're up to Amazing Spider-Man number ten, Legacy Nine Four, story written by Zeb Wells. Interior, uh, we have a guest artist, <coughs> uh, guest artist by uh, Nick Dragata. Um, colorist Marco Menez and Joe Carmunga Letterer. Um, as far as tie-ins go, this was one of the best tie-ins I've ever seen. Um, if you have to interrupt the story to talk about the event, you could do far worse because they managed to still extend the storyline what was going on beforehand. So. Basically, all in New York City is freaking out because the the judge, Celestial, is basically telling everyone, you're going to be a judge. You have 24 hours to make yourself, deem yourself worthy or not. You know, before we'll be judged. And uh, Peter's talking to Iron Man, going, hey, if you see a ghost of someone who's dead, does it mean I've gone crazy? You know, so no, 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 you're all good. So, because he sees... Gwen Stacy with a glowing red eye holding her thumb out like she's the Emperor of Rome. You know, waiting to give a reason. Um, you know, Randy's stopping by the next day. Uh, Randy's stopping by saying, you promised to go with me to fit a tux. He, uh, Peter, you know, thinking that, oh, with what's going on, maybe I should be doing other things right now. Um, because he's the only one who could see Ghost Judge, uh, Judge Gwen. And so maybe just decide, you know, uh, 
you know, he's like, you promised, man, you promised me you to do this. And I go, well, I did promise, and I guess that's important, especially today, you know, all being judged and all. Um, finds a suit that fits. And, um, decides to swing by Aunt Maze, see how she's doing. She's doing good with her own, turns out, her own uh, judge, Uncle Ben. Stopping by Ra uh, uh, J. Jonah Jameson. You know, they have their old talk out. They're all, their talk, you know, talk out and all that. And you're a good guy, Jonah. And the things you did wrong, you did for the right reasons that you were trying to, yada, yada, yada. He forgives you. He forgives him for anything bad things he might have caused as a result. Um, he tries to check in on um, Ben. But he doesn't show up to their rendezvous meeting spot. Um, tells Miles, stops by Miles, you know, takes that bad guy together, how proud they are together. Uneasy night being stared at by Gwen, or Judge Gwen. Uh, two bolts, uh, but, but, Next day he goes into work because Norman Osborne's cracking that whip. Gotta go to work, guys. <laughs> Um, talking to Camilla Khan. They're going good. Uh, Judge Gwen freaks out a little bit when she sees Norman. You know, what fun that is. And so she starts floating off. Peter gets all worried. No, I can explain. I can explain, Gwen. Wait, wait, wait. And here's one thing I really liked about this issue. That it really explains more about what the hell is going on. You know, Peter... You know, oh, you know, I know you're upset for me working for Norman, but look, Norman, you know, Norman looks like he's changed. You know, it looks like he's changed and all that. I'm trying to be a good. Per I'm trying to ask myself, how would you? How would you? Ju I would, you know, the person I lost, you know, which was Gwen, you know, judge me since the day she died, and want to explain myself to her that, you know. We see, we see when we see part of the scenario what really happened for the whole six months later that no one would agree you know he was trying he lost someone he loved a while back and then he wanted everything to get her back so apparently this is a her about a girl this whole six month thing and that no one he convinced no one to agree with his tactics except for Norman who agreed to help him and so that's why he feels that. You know, he didn't work out the way he wanted it to work out, but Norman at least tried to help him. And now he, and now Norman's got a chance at a fresh start with, you know, with the whole sins being cleansed. And that he's trying to be a good man. And that's the and because he's trying to be a good man, it's his, Peter's responsibility to try to help him keep doing the good thing. You know, and to keep him from becoming the man who killed Gwen. You know, he's doing all this because he still loves Gwen. And she just... And that's when the whole judgment thing's at the end. The judge says, I deem you worthy, Peter. And uh, as a reward, <laughs> he brings back Gwen for a second. The actual Gwen from where her spirit was. And so they have this minute where they basically... You know, they say how they missed, they missed each other. And, you know, you can t even though they don't say it, this whole, you know, silent I love you thing. 
Good day, I apologize. And so, and then Gwen dies again, but doesn't, doesn't really die again. She just fades back off because she doesn't belong there. She wasn't really brought back. She was just brought forth. And all that. Um, Norman sees Gwen in a way that no one else could before. And he thought he was freaking out, going, no, stop, pull together, you're fine, you're, you're fine. And he has his own little ghost, creepy Gwen. In there. Um. When I first read this on Wednesday, because I bought it digitally to be able to, um, to read it. Um. Half the art artwork I really hate. You know, there's some panels... You know, you know these panels where it's just Gwen. I like how Gwen looks. I don't like how Peter looks. Um, Norman looks more like Harry than Norman. Um, yeah, Gwen's the only thing I really like. I mean, just uh, I just wish that Patrick Gleason was on this issue rather than uh, Nick Dragata. I wish Nick had been on the other. You know, Hellfire Gala, and that way, uh, Gleason would have been on this one. Because I love this story. The story was like A+. Plus. It was the art and the over-exaggerated, tear-crying face, con conjointed, or twisted, emotional. I didn't like it. You know, I just wished it was something different, so... Um, originally I graded this thing at a B plus. Looking back over and reading it again, I was a little harsh on it based on solely the artwork alone. However, I cannot give it an A. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 10, I can give it no higher than an A minus. You know, like the 92%. Um, um... Like I said, it's just a story story for a cross. This is one of the best crossovers I've ever read as far as connecting stories together. It touched on the tie-in, the crossover it had to, while still progressing its own storyline. Um, if I just saw more artwork like this, I would have loved it. Instead of J.R. J.R. only doing the cover, I would I would have thought... I've had my own issues with John Romita Jr. recently, but uh, even I feel he does better than uh, the other uh, fill-in artist. But yeah, so the last issue I gave it, uh, number nine, I gave it a B plus. This one gets an A minus. Very solid book. If it was just the artwork was better, it would have been a solid A without a doubt. So those are my reviews from Amazing Spider-Man number 9 and 10 and Amazing Fantasy 1000. Um, tune in down below. Um, I'm assuming uh, for uh, you know links to my podcast, YouTube channel, or the 750 subscriber contest. That's if you're on YouTube. If you're listening to this on podcast. Some of that information might be in the description, but I don't think it all will. So, uh, do me a favor, check it out. I apologize for looking 
so totally exhausted for those of you watching this video, but it was an extremely long day. I've done, I've tried to do two videos today, and I've been interrupted multiple times during each of them, probably totaling like six or seven things together. It was, just, it was an impossible day to do anything for the YouTube channel, so I am exhausted, I'm irritated, it's just, I'm, it's been a, it's a done day. Beyond a doubt, it's just a done, done day. So, take care everyone. Give me a follow, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and I'll see you guys next time for the next episode of the Comic Collector's Corner and on my YouTube channel, Mr. Comics 89 Talk to you guys later, and happy collecting. Thank you for listening to Comic Collector's Corner. We hope you enjoy the show. Please consider giving the podcast a follow and leave a review of the show on your favorite podcast platform. If you are interested in being a guest on the podcast, hit up the CCC up on Instagram under the Comic Collector's Corner or email me at mrcomics at aol.com. And that's mr underscore comics at aol.com. Take care and have a good day.